It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Uh, Chori is off the leash. Welcome to another edition. Trent Mason out with you and joining me, the crew from JRV, Molly Haynes and Andrew Copley. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, Trent. Busy show plan, no doubt, with the Nationals front and centre. Let's kick off with the National Sprint Final held at Sandown Park on Thursday night, Molly, and the... Uh, uh, an impressive uh, final there on Thursday night. We've got three representatives into the national final on Friday week. We sure do. But before I talk about the state final, it was actually for the first time ever, all state finals across Australia were actually held on the same night. So the box draw was done that night and it was a, a really great, you know, correlation between the states to get it up and going. There was also a showcase on Sky Racing 2, which had all of the interviews, races and um, in-depth commentary on the Nationals, which is an absolutely fantastic way to kick off the series. But the state final for the sprinters, we have three Victorian representatives in Big Flood, Shadale and Hasten Slowly, who is the wild card after finishing third in the final on Thursday night. Big Flood was equal favourite with Dinah Paddy at $2.90. Now, he used box one so well. Unfortunately, Dinah Paddy couldn't find any room in the early stages with Shardale holding her out. And she also checked off heels from her kennel mate, Lila Bale, who absolutely flew out of the boxes from the green rug. And um, But hasten slowly. It was a huge run by this dog. Box 8 he jumped from. He showed his strength using the outside of the track for the majority of the race, which is quite unlike him because he is a dog who really likes to use the inside of the track. But Shardale, after being retired early in the year, what a champ running second in the state final. And he'll be um, representing Victoria. Absolutely. All right, let's go through the box draw and market with tab.com.au. Now, with uh, plenty of time still between now and the final, this uh, you can expect this market to change somewhat, I would imagine. Off the red, Canley Kenny from SA at $10. Two Big Flood at $3 and uh, equal favourite there. Three Hasten Slowly from Victoria at eight fifty. Four West on Augie for Chris Howells from WA, $4.80. Five Morris Minor from Queensland, who has seen Sandown, $8.50 coming down from Queensland. Six Shadale, uh, again, uh, an outsider, but just keeps performing so well in these big races. The third of the Victorians there at 15 Seven Skyway from New South Wales, well fancied after a strong win in the state final there at $3.00. And the Taswegian number eight buckle up rose at thirty four. The reserves are Lila Bale at twenty six and Poke the Bear at six dollars. So that is a hot field there, Andrew. Certainly is Trenton. Yeah, the finals for both the sprint and distance to be held at Sandown Park. First time in Melbourne since twenty thirteen. Moving on to the distance final, and it was Tornado Tears who proved superior in in the Victorian final, defeating the front runner Dinah Chancer with Rip and Sam flashing home for third. All three of those greyhounds are going to make it through to the grand final for the distance, with Rip and Sam sneaking in as the wild card. And we all tipped uh, Tornado Tears, of course, didn't we? Oh, sorry, no, sorry, I forgot. Molly, Molly went for a Rip and I Sam. I thought I was That's... going to get away with that. No, you don't. We don't miss anything here. No, that's I okay. still stand by. I thought if he was going to win any race, it was going to be that one after his confidence run um, with the six dog field. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll sit down quietly. <laughs> Rookie era, Trent. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move on and have a look at this hot field. A tremendous field for the uh, the distance final. Rip and Sam off the red, four dollars sixty. The brother Tornado Tears, not surprisingly, odds on a dollar seventy five. Dinah Chance of the third of the Victorians at twenty six unwanted. Four Velocity Lily from SA, a hundred and one dollars five moment to jive fourteen dollars from WA six Poco Dorado interesting runner from New South Wales four dollars sixty um, now Poco Dorado's uh, 
uh, parents both won a national final. So uh, interesting breeding there. I think it's Fernando Bale, Chica Destacorda. Destacorda, Destacorda. Yeah. Sorry, yep, I think you're right. on the national yeah. sprint. sprint. Yep, yeah, in Western right. Australia. Uh, Double G. Now this is an interesting runner. Very well spruced up in Queensland. Six dollars in the seven and eight. Winburn Lucifer, the Taswegian drawing box eight again, unwanted at one hundred one dollars. The reserves a hot tip and rock star patriot. That is a tremendous field, and not surprisingly, guys, the champ tornado tears off the check. Probably suits him uh, that draw, and he's going to be mighty hard to beat. Oh, look, he will. He's an absolute superstar. Definitely the quickest greyhound, I believe, in uh, in Australia over the long distance. Rip and Sam, probably capable of matching him for times, but, um, yeah, Tornado Tears would have to get into some sort of trouble to lose this race, you would think. Now, I spent a bit of time up in Queensland during their winter carnival with um, the, the group ones up there. There's massive wraps on Double G, and uh, Double G was very impressive throughout the Queensland series. Any chance of knocking, coming down and knocking off the, the star Victorian on his home deck? You never know. I mean, strange things can happen in Group 1 finals. And look, it's very rare for Victoria, as, as dominant as we are in Australian greyhound racing, to win both the sprint and distance. It's sort of only happened once or twice in the last 15 years or so. We're looking real good in the sprint. We're looking real good in the distance, but... We're no certainties. I think it'd be really good to see, you know, next week after, say, the dogs have trialled or we know what yeah. dogs are going around because I think that is so important. That's a good point. I almost think that the dogs shouldn't be allowed to race in the Nationals unless they're trialling. On the track, I just think it will mean, for, you know, clean, cleaner racing. Yeah. They've seen the track mm. and um, I think, yeah, next week I'll be in a better position. But uh, Tornado Tears, just in case anyone's <laughs> Oh, she's jumped back on. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, let's move on to the Waterloo Cup. And we had the 145th running of the Waterloo Cup. Oh, sorry, it will take place this weekend at Lang Lang exciting stuff. This is the culmination of the 2018 Victorian coursing season, which is run during the winter months. It is, Trent. Yeah, so the Waterloo Cup, massive event. So for those that don't know what coursing is, it is one-on-one greyhound racing up the straight held on weekends during the winter months throughout Victoria at three particular tracks. This year it's Benalla, Lang Lang and Longwood. And this weekend's Waterloo Cup series will be run on Saturday and Sunday at Lang Lang. So greyhounds can race up to six times across that weekend. They race about a couple of hours apart over about 300 metres in a knockouts competition style. Fantastic for a greyhound's fitness. And as long as you're looking after that dog, there shouldn't really be any welfare issues. Greyhound trainers are loving coursing in 2018. Nominations are up some uh, 40% and look with prize money this weekend of around $25,000 throughout the Waterloo Cup and some supporting events including veterans races, maiden races, same-sex races. It just looks like being a phenomenal weekend once again. The, the 145th running of the Waterloo Cup Big occasion for the National Coursing Association. And Andrew, I believe you'll also be on course for the Waterloo Cup doing another Facebook Live. We did it last year and it was received very well. So I'm really excited to see how that goes again this year. Yeah, I reckon it'll be about four o'clock on Sunday afternoon. It's going to be a long weekend, but... Uh, yeah, Sunday afternoon about 4pm live on GRV's Facebook page. Make sure you tune in for the grand final of the 2018 Waterloo Cup. Going to be very exciting. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. And racing, Pindari Express, second last out. Nervous and weird slow. Aston Cometo slow. Showing speed, Emerald Rainbow goes through to lead. There's Chiefs Empire going forward. 
in behind them. Black Forge, nice and handy. And Pindari Express has made up many lengths and is scorching around the outside. Further back was My Redeemer in a tangle with Aston Kamido. Juniper Pearl, top of the straight across the track. Here's Aston Kamido flying through. Here's the new star. Aston Kamido's won the final. Photo for the Miners, Chiefs Empire, or Pindari Express and rattling home Black Forge, My Redeemer. Just back behind those was Nervous and Weird and well back was Emerald Rainbow, 25-71. That was Kyle Galley's call of the Group 3 Warrigal St. Ledger at uh, Warrigal, of course, on Sunday night. And a star in the making with Aston Kamido winning from Box 5 for Shona Thompson-Molly. Yes, absolutely. Look, and I think what Kyle was saying in regards to the next star coming up is that we've had two amazing greyhounds in Fantabale and Jimmy Newer win this race a couple of years or the last two years. So it really does set the standard for what this greyhound can achieve. But it was an absolutely quality field on Sunday night. Group 1 winner My Redeemer was in there, Black Forge, Nervous and Weird, and of course New South Wales star Bindari Express who has been unable to get a Victorian victory despite coming over with Oh, despite coming over to Victoria being unbeaten. The TAB also reflected the difficulty in picking the favourite with seven of the eight contenders paying under $10. So it was a really, really open betting market. But Aston Kometo was last away from box number five. He used a space available on the inside of the track to grab the lead and win the 2018 Group 3 St. Ledger for Shona Thompson, paying a staggering $9.50. Now, seeing a Thompson dog winning and paying $9.50... Yeah. That is huge. Now, Aston Kometo is a son of Casey and all and champion sweet it is. Now, she was an absolutely amazing stayer. Uh, but Aston Kometo has had six starts for five wins. Pindari Express, who was the $3.40 favourite for the St. Ledger from Box 8, worked the outside of the track but actually finished in a dead heat for second with Chiefs Empire. Also on the night, we had the President's Cup, which is won over the, run over the 680-metre distance, I should say. And that was won by David Gill and his greyhound, Matty Matus. Now, he came into the the, well, the room, I suppose, after the for the presentation, and he's a beautiful white and fawn dog. Absolutely stunning to look at. And the crowd absolutely loved having the greyhounds inside the dining area after they run. But... It's a bit of a tradition on St. Ledger Night that they do a, pres- a president's dinner. Now, the club also recognised an outstanding member of the Warrigal community. And last night, I was lucky enough to help introduce and induct Gary Allen into this standard of personnel. He was recognised for his time on the board for more than 17 years, his dedication just in and around the greyhound racing community in the Warrigal region. And he also told some very funny stories for everyone there on the night. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. And South Australian Ray Border is one of the most prolific greyhound breeder owners in Australia. Ray owns the Aston Dogs, which have contested dozens of group finals all around Australia. And on Sunday night, we saw the arrival of new sensation Aston Greyhound with Aston Kometo winning the Group 3 Warrigal St. Ledger, as we just heard there. Uh, Ray uh, has been kind enough to join us this morning. Welcome, Ray, and uh, good morning to you. Congratulations. Uh, Good morning. Thank you. Now, Ray, it's Molly here. Although you're one of Australia's top breeders, Aston Kometo is not one you bred yourself. Have you bought many dogs in recent years that you haven't bred? Yeah, I do because I like a little bit of um, uh, new blood or a bit of diversification. And in the case of um, uh, Aston Kometo, for some reason, with my, I've got 18 brood bitches. <laughs> I've ended up with about 60% to 65% bitches and the rest dogs. And it was just an imbalance. So I was trying to balance up with a few dogs. So um, I 
I ended up with Aston Kamido. Yeah, I was only saying to Andrew this morning that as a breeder, you know, it's well known that you're around looking for for good quality greyhounds and pups to breed. But I said to Andrew this morning that it's kind of a testament, you know, a big tick if a breeder gets a phone call from you saying that you're looking to buy one of their dogs. So I think that's, you know, kudos to you. But um, the St. Ledger field was absolutely first class and Aston Camito, did he surprise you coming from last to, to first to win the heat and the final? Well, first of all, it was probably one of the hottest fields for a young dog that I've seen for a lot of years. So you don't go in with too much confidence. But as I read the race, I knew he'd missed the start. So with him, it doesn't matter what box he really draws. And I I, I analysed the field and I thought that there's going to be space on the rail. and, And, you know, that's the way it turned out, which was great. He took the shortcut home and I actually backed him, and I don't back a lot of my dogs. <laughs> uh, well played. Did you get um, a good price? Yeah, I did. I got 10 to 1. That, that doesn't happen very often either. No, it, that's amazing. I was just saying, I think you paid around um, here about $9.50. And I said for a Thompson dog to be paying $9.50, that is just ridiculous. But um, I'm going to ask you a diff- difficult question, and don't get upset with me, but in terms of, of ability, how does he compare to Aston DB, Aston Boleros, and... You know, the others, other champions that you've had around the same age? Well, ability-wise, he's probably right up there with uh, the best of them. The, the difference with Aston DB is he had it all. He had temperament. They've all got good temperament. All good dogs have good temperaments. But he had early pace. He had. Uh, he was never frightened to take a run. Um, he was a different type of dog where with uh, Camuto, I'm... I'm always, my heart's always in my mouth. And uh, ability-wise, two out, I think um, Aston DB would still beat him. Uh, and uh, I think Bolero would lead both of them. But uh, Camuto would be coming home hard. So all different types of dogs. But I think the full package was Aston uh, DB. And that is why he is at stud raid. But look, Aston Camuto could develop into a very good stayer. Time will tell on that one. But if he's anything like his mum's sweet it is, He's certainly on the right track. Can you give us a bit of a snapshot to the roller coaster ride that you have uh, sort of been experiencing over the years as a prolific greyhound owner, Ray? Well, that's normally attached to getting winners. Mm-hmm. And you do go through your times where um, you have your uh, periods where, you, you know, you're not getting the return you think you would. And, of course, the, the biggest uh, down was when the live baiting uh, situation occurred but all the time I, I, I kept my faith and I kept breeding while um, you know people stopped and I, I bought straws and I just I just I just kept going because I couldn't believe that something like that could um, uh, hang around forever and and as we've seen with uh, greyhound racing in New South Wales and Victoria I consider the industry's booming I think you're right. Definitely back on the right track with welfare. Certainly a very, very high priority. In fact, the number one priority. And that leads me to my next question. Rehoming greyhounds is such a focus these days for greyhound owners and breeders. Have you adapted to that practice in your space? Have you had to adapt? And are you rehoming sort of most or all of your dogs these days? I didn't really have to adapt because I was doing it well before um, the controversy and uh, as a matter of fact, in South Australia, I actually sponsor the GAP program, and, and I have always been a, a big 
supporter of rehoming greyhounds because as, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know, but they're such beautiful dogs. But when you have the number that I have, you know you're going to have a lot on your list that uh, need a home. And um, fortunately, majority of my dogs find a home. And, and the funny thing about it is that uh, all those people that end up with a, a pet Aston follow my, my dogs no. because <laughs> I, I always get messages from them. And so it's it's uh, it's good, you know. They're a great dog, and they deserve a, um, a a full life, and they make the best pets ever. No, it's great to see all the controlling bodies around Australia taking such an interest and in making such a priority of of rehoming greyhounds once they finish racing. Now, Ray, you, as I mentioned, one of the biggest names in the sport. You've got all the Aston dogs, and I reckon there's a lot of people out there who would love to be the next Ray Border, but you can't just do that. You've obviously, you know, you're, we know you're a businessman. You own Macro Meats, the Kangaroo Game Company. Um, you've also obviously got a wonderful network of people around you, your rarers, your breakers and trainers, because you're not hands-on per se in terms of um, being with the dogs and animal husbandry and that sort of thing goes, but you're certainly active and on the phone a lot to a lot of different people around the industry, no doubt. Well, as I'm talking to you, I'm looking at my spreadsheet where my dogs are. And, uh, yeah, I do have a lot of good people helping. Without them, I, I couldn't do it. And without them, it wouldn't be enjoyable. Um, the, the fact is that I, I, I plan uh, what sire my bitches will go to or what pups I'll buy. I'm just the planner or the manager. Uh, the, the, the Thompsons, the Abellas, the, uh, the Rarers, the Breakers, I'm in contact with them all the time. And... Uh, the rarers, I, I, I let them do what they know how to do best, but I certainly give them guidelines how I want my pups reared. You know, plenty of galloping. They've got to have a squeaker from the moment they can uh, put one in their mouth. and um, it, it really works. It, all this hands-on. As a matter of fact, probably the controversy we had probably was a wake-up call the industry needed, and I think my dogs are going better since then. Ray, thanks so much for joining us on Off the Leash this morning, mate, and good luck with Aston Kimeto and the rest of your dogs. Thanks very much. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. Fascinating interview there with uh, Ray. Really enjoyed that. All right, Andrew, time for the the watchdog who has been shooting the lights out both at Hillsville and the Meadows. Yeah, pretty big weekend for the watchdog. Only a handful of greyhound meetings over the weekend, but hey, six out of 12 at Hillsville on Sunday and six out of 12 at the Meadows on Saturday night, the biggest winner at Hillsville at Hillsville was Jetson Princess, who paid five dollars. While at the Meadows, the longest price winner was Notorious Mac at three dollars sixty. And don't forget for your free expert selections and form guides for all Victorian Greyhound race meetings, simply Google the Watchdog. Litter of the week time, Molly. Who is it this week? I've chosen El, an El Gran Senor and Bel Air Miss Litter. Now, they're bred by Kylie Osborne and Anthony as a party. The pups are seven weeks old. They were born in June this year. Now, Bel Air Miss is a part of a litter of ten and all but one recorded victories on the track. But she dates back to Casey's Angel, who is one of Glenn Round's great producers. And I think on the very first show I chose one of uh, Greyhound out of Casey's Angel because I am a huge fan of this line. I spoke to Anthony this morning and he informs me these pups are not for sale. But he did say that him and Kylie were really interested in, in breeding a bit more, but he's he's not going to be selling. I think he wants to keep the pups that he's breeding very, very close to his chest. But I do know he's very, very excited about 
what this litter can do. Can I just say, can I just want to chime in quickly, Trent. I've been lucky enough to go to Anthony's place before, and look, they don't breed a lot of litters. They're very much renowned for their training. But he did have one litter, and he had a little pup. He put it on the lead and walked it around the property, and he said to me, we do that for every pup every day from a very, very young age. Right. And that human interaction yeah. makes all the difference. And that's why this guy, that family, has mm. so much success. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm so glad he's here and not in New South Wales. <laughs> so we, we can yeah. claim him as our own. Yeah, well said. I do have to say that. But I think El Gran Senor, I was when I was doing a little bit of research around this litter, I went back and he was inducted to our Greyhound Hall of Fame, I believe, last year. Yep. So I checked out. Well, there was a video we put together on El Gran Senor and also a couple of interviews we did with Carolyn, who is the owner, breeder and trainer. So if you want to check out these interviews, just Google El Gran Senor Hall of Fame and they're absolutely amazing. I've seen these videos 101 times and still <laughs> watching them this morning, I was still in awe of what this greyhound had achieved. So I'm really, really excited as to you know how this match is going to work. All right, time for Gap Dog of the Week. Molly, who have you identified for us this week? I have identified a little greyhound by the name of Jim. He raced under our flying Jimmy. He had five starts, but unfortunately he didn't place on any of those. Jim spent around three months in foster care where he was toilet trained and he also started started some obedience training. Now he's looking for a home without another dog because the Gap Girls do tell me he loves attention. He's a very, <laughs> very affectionate dog, but they did say he is calm. He just needs a little bit of extra obedience training to sculpt him into the perfect pet. So if you're interested in adopting Jim or any other greyhound, just go to gap.grv.org for more information. That's us done, guys. We are out of time. What a busy show and packed with uh, plenty of quality as well. Thanks for uh, coming in once again. We'll see, we'll see you next week and do it all again. Thank you. Thanks, Trent.